welcome to the simplicity of happiness when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. And before we start with another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast, I would like to remind you that you can find out all about me and my thoughts on simplicityofhappiness.com as well as Patreon, where I am providing extra content for all of you who support me and the education of children in Africa. And now relax and enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast. Today, I am uh, I'm thrilled to have finally a woman again. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the last guest, they were all male. It's, it's Helen from South Africa in Portugal at the moment. Hi, yes. Helen. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fabulous. <laughs> I love blue sky and sun shining. And now we have, I think, four or five days of constant sunshine again after the winter. So, um, well, I'm I'm happy. There's only one downside. I have to sit inside in my kitchen, as you can see, <laughs> record that <laughs> podcast because the Wi-Fi doesn't work outside. Well, Helen. <clears throat> Um, you told me before that, how did you say that? An intro perspective child? Introspective. And yes. And we talked about you being, you being 16 and already asking the big question of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What do I want to do? Searching yes. Of my phone. <laughs> Um, but that's that's how it is. If you are recording a live a live podcast, and I want to be authentic, yes, um, that's how I want to be. Uh, how I want to be on the coachings, and this is why I don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but as a friend of mine says, I admit it, so it's okay. It's okay. Well, take me back. Take me back to you being in South Africa. Um. And asking yourself, what I, what do I want to do in life? Yes, I was like, you know, I was already, as I said, like an introspective child, always thinking, always out in nature, walking, and I was always talking to consciousness. So I started communicating with consciousness from very early age, and then, of course, I had my own ideas, but I was, you know, I was, you know, raised in a religious home. But I asked questions always, <laughs> and it wasn't satisfying oh. me. And then when I reached, you know, like at 16, I actually read a book as well. And the book was The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. I don't know if you've read it. I don't, but I'm familiar with the title. Yeah. And that might be like, it's more like a psych psychology book but it started making me think as well and and that question I was like okay so Helen what do you want you can have anything like what do you want to do with your life and I said well I want to be happy but of course that's what most people want isn't it but I was kind of like reverse engineering my life and I thought okay what do I see everybody talk about or at the end of their life or that whole thing about dying on the bed, you know, having your last wish, trying to make everything right, trying to find your peace or you haven't done it. Like I, I just saw that and I was like, okay, if that's what everybody was, why don't I do that one first and not at the end? Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna first try to find the career, first do the relationship, first do you know do all these things. I'm I'm gonna find the answer to happiness, and because I thought people find solutions to problems every day, so there must be an answer to happiness, and I'm gonna find it. <laughs> well, and I'm so curious <laughs> that answer because I haven't. <laughs> yeah. And um, okay, so I, I literally started, you know, searching. So like internal searching, and then it turned into traveling. So when I was 18, I left my parents' home and I went to America and I started traveling. Mm-hmm. And my dad always said, yeah, go on. Well, go ahead. Okay. My dad always said it was the biggest mistake that he ever made was to let me go to America. And I always said it was like the best thing I ever did because his reason was I changed. And I was like, yes, because I changed, (laughs) but it was amazing. So I I started, I started traveling, looking for this answer. And also because I found with traveling, it kind of advanced me quicker in understandings as well. So it's almost like I, I, I developed a mechanic. If I did this, you know, my own imagination or not, but it worked for me is like sometimes I would be stuck on an idea or stuck with something that I can't find the answer. And as soon as I moved to a different location, it's like even just on the train, you know, I could be staring out of the window and all of a sudden I'm just like, that is it. And then I was like, yes, (laughs) I moved on. So it was almost like kind of like a little game I was playing. And anyway, so went on traveling for around nine years and I was just just did that Atlantic crossing spent three months in Brazil and then went well, over to England. Atlantic crossing <laughs> with a boat not yeah. with a plane <laughs> yes yeah we actually spent two and a half months on the ocean with that boat and we were in, caught in a big storm so that was pretty intense but yeah I think that also answered a few questions <laughs> on the search well do you know I have two questions on my mind. On yes. one hand, do you have an idea why it could be easier to find the answer when you are traveling? And the other, the other question I have is when you said you were searching internally. What does that mean? Where, where, and how were you looking for what? Well, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. I mean, okay, I knew my goal, you know, find the answer to fulfillment. I knew I would know when I find it. I knew I would know that. Mm -hmm. I knew it doesn't matter how many books I read or how many things I try. I will keep trying, but I'm not going to stop trying until I know this is it. But I didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was going to be because, you know, it's kind of the age-old question, isn't it, fulfillment. So um, internal search, I would say... um, Internal search is this like that, that experience with consciousness kind of asking yourself, you know, like in your mind, I would say, you know, kind of the feelings that you have, the, the, those synchronicity moments, like those type of internal things. And then the other question you asked, like how, why the traveling, right? Why did I think that would advance me? What about it? Yeah. Why, why do you think is it easier yeah. to find an answer once you moved? Because um, of awareness, 
So a lot of life, a lot of even, you know, fulfillment, how it comes about is because of awareness. And all that awareness is, is just, it's information. I believe we live in a data system and I call it the larger consciousness system. It's a, for me, it's a data system. And all it is, is like a lot of information. So for you to, you know, be happier or live a better life, it's, you need to expand your awareness. You need to have access to more information. And why the traveling, I feel, help with that is because you're almost forced. You're forced to, you're exposed to so much more information. And it's, it's, it's like that challenging factor. So, of course, you know, if you stay in the same place, you see the same people, you do the same things, you don't have a lot of challenge with new stuff because new information asks of you to, to um, get a bit of out of your comfort zone because you have to think differently, you have to do differently, you have to, yeah. you know, kind of, it's like a lot of people are so scared of new information because new information challenges you know what you feel comfortable with already like i believe this so new information comes like okay but now i have oh, to stop, stop believing this or <laughs> yes. i have to question this or i have to change this and it's like okay oh, it's absolutely to, not true <laughs> yes like it's, it causes so much i would say um yeah i was it caused a lot of discomfort for people yeah. And the thing is, I believe you always have to remain skeptic in life because even me, still to this day, even though I have very strong beliefs, I still challenge my beliefs all the time. <clears throat> I wanted to point this out um, as a little goodie for our listeners um, because it is something that I experience very often in coaching that people are at the extreme, stuck in the problem state. And even if you're looking for the solution and you're looking for the solutions in the things that you already know, but the things that you already know or the habits that you already created are what, are what brought you here. And what brought you here won't get you there. So if, if, if the way that you're living life or dealing with a situation caused a problem where you don't know the solution, The only way to find the solution is to do something completely different. Not spending more time in finding the solution, but letting go, doing something completely. This is why being out in the nature, going running, going traveling, yeah. going on a coaching seminar. This is why when we are going on Kilimanjaro, you come up with a completely different idea because <clears throat> all of a sudden your conscious mind is dealing with something it hadn't did not have to deal with before and when you when you it's so difficult to imagine but if you if, if you're doing the best you can to imagine what it means that your nervous system has one million bits of information per second mm -hmm. and your conscious brain is able to process 10 well the 10 is quite <laughs> um Well, it, it's it's quite simple to fill it up with 10. Yeah. But there are another mm. almost 10 million that are unprocessed in the conscious brain. So if you're looking for that for that solution over here, you might not see all the other possibilities. And if you do something completely else, all of a sudden your unconscious mind might say, well, hello, there is something over here because it was already there. And this is, I just wanted to point, point this out because I, I like it if our listeners are maybe sitting in the car now thinking about a, pro, uh, a problem, don't worry about it. 
do yeah. some do the opposite. And even if you want to solve a business problem, go out for a nice evening with friends or do something really fun, especially if it's fun, because then your tension is losing. Well, exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. I love that so much. It's so important, the whole thing about just having fun and enjoying, because we are getting in our own way most of the time. You know? Well, who else? And this is if, if you have the situation where you think somebody else is getting in your way. Yeah. Well, that person is not getting in my way. So the problem can't be with that person. Yeah. Because if it was that person, he would get in everybody's way. But as he doesn't get go get in my way, only in yours, it means the problem has to be you, not yeah. him. <laughs> and um, it's always within us to change our our focus and our perception of the world. Yeah. When you were looking internally, yes, I still didn't get it. How do you look internally for happiness and fulfillment? Well, it, the, that's where the answer comes at the end, you know. It's, it's you find it within. You can't find it. With, you know, I was looking outside. I was kind of, of course, I was in life, in activity. But the answer was back with myself. So how I came to that is actually through a man from India. And um, I, I learned four techniques that I practice every day. And when I practice these four simple techniques, I... Um, I've, first time I did it, I, I felt something, and that's the knowing. I knew. I found the answer. I felt, I, I felt who I was. So my definition of happiness is knowing who and what you are and living from that knowing. It's our natural state. So for me, that's, that's where the fulfillment comes. Sure. <laughs> Four things. Like... What? The four things the Indian man told Oh, the technique. The, the technique. I can't give you that because I made a promise. I mean, you can, people can reach out to me and I can, you know, put them on the process. I can't because it's a promise. Part of the process to get it is I went through, it took me nine months. Sometimes it takes people less, but however long you want to take with it in preparation for it because of course, you know, it's a fundamental thing and you need to kind of be prepared to be open to accept this, this gift. And because he gives it for free, you know, like he, he make, you need to make three promises. So one of the promises to not give this techniques to anybody. You can go through the process. I could put people, you know, I put people on the, the path of the process, but um, I can't get <laughs> just because of my, the promise. Well, I could tell, I <laughs> the secret way to happiness and it is so joyful. <laughs> but I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you could tell us where to find the process. Yes. Well, you can go to my website and you can find it there. <laughs> you can contact me and I can, I can put you in touch with that. That is a that is a mean cliffhanger. <laughs> your website your website can be found where? You me and happiness.com. 
is it like you you like you and me like me yes everything written out and as well you me and happiness.com no no minus in between no, no nothing okay you me and happiness happiness and the <laughs> well um you asked well the the last thing you told us about your story was traveling nine years yes i'm what i'm asking myself is if you why are you traveling when you already found happiness because i enjoy traveling and it um, there's like a, i think it's two two things because i was doing it for so long it was a habit you know even when i told you that little thing that mechanic thing i did you know just to kind of put me out of my comfort zone i think i became very the comfort zone <laughs> yeah yeah it was like really like i loved it that's why i'm so happy now with covid because i've been in portugal almost two years <laughs> staying in one place but i kind of moved three four times already here in portugal but you know same country and um yes i think i i kept traveling because i really enjoy it i do find it very stimulating do i learn so much from different cultures i learn so much from myself continuously as i said putting myself out of the comfort zone and i think everybody should tra travel i think it's you know another thing what what i also thought think about traveling is i feel like whatever you believe in i, I call it source source gave this earth with so much variety i i'm gonna explore it why else is it here you know I, i'm not gonna just stay in one place i'm gonna explore it i've got so much life to live And I want to do as much as I can and see as much as I can and, and experience as much as I can because that is, it's a very joyful thing to do. Because, because you're expressing yourself as a human and you're enjoying everything that was given to you as a gift. Who do you want to be remembered for? Someone that brought happiness to people's hearts. Someone, yeah. I so think that's enough, like a very simplistic way, like a very joyful, you know, like just to bring that simplicity back to having, being a human on earth. And how do you bring happiness to others or my life? That's why I started this You, Me and Happiness, because I, I always say, I don't think there's one way to reach this answer, but I found a way that works. And, you know, if people connect with me or they come on my path or they do coaching with me, I help with this and it's, you know, it works. So if anybody has that fundamental question or they haven't found their peace, there are ways and, and I'm just another I would say tool in this or like a person in this world that can help people with that. And, um, and then on the, you know, with, with the biohacks, the natural biohacks that I work, 
I feel once people have this foundation of fulfillment, you still have to be in this world. You know, we still have to <clears throat> get out every day and do things. And it's not like my life, you know, miraculously became easy once I found that answer. Actually, <laughs> you know, like when I found that answer, like my eyes opened up and everything for the first, you know, couple of years after that was even like worse. You know, it was harder, even though I was at peace inside but the physical things were very difficult because I I was no longer I couldn't lie to myself anymore you know I couldn't like I had to deal with my things because it was right in front of me but and in that place in that way I managed to to learn quite very good skills in these natural biohacks to deal with this so on the other side of happiness I have that where I feel as I said, know, knowing who and what you are, so that's with the fulfillment, and then um, living from this knowing. And the living from this knowing, if you know who you are, if you really know what your worth is, you know what your capacity is, and you, you know that you need to evolve in this life. And for you to evolve, you need to lower your entropy and become more um, efficient in the system. So to Which be more, system? Um, I call it the larger consciousness system. So if you think about consciousness, it's a system. I see it as like a big system. And uh, to be in the system, I believe that the goal of this, the LCS, um, the large conscious system or source, is to lower its entropy, to you know have less chaos. And to have less chaos, you need to be efficient. So it, I derive a lot of joy from being efficient because I feel I'm doing here what I'm supposed to be doing. And for me to help people with that as well. And I see when your life runs much better, then everything is much more enjoyable. You know, you get when you talk about efficiency. <clears throat> yes. I don't primarily see yourself having a good time. <laughs> really? Efficiency mm. for me is in, in, well, in my mm. interpretation is getting stuff done. And some of the most joyful moments of my life is sitting with friends at a beach, um, somewhere in rural Afri Africa, Lake Tanganyika, Kipili, the last possible <laughs> village that you can imagine sitting at that 1000 kilometer long lake and the sun setting at the lake and i don't have anything to do i don't have to be anywhere i can just be there with my friends and enjoy the moment which is for me in my definition absolutely inefficient because i'm i will i'm not achieving anything yet these are blissful moments what do you think about it mm. It's interesting that you say that because I, I value those things as well so much, you know, and I have, I always say, I don't know if you've read that book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. It's, if, is it a question if I have read, if I read yeah. it? 
No, I only read the summary and I thought this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed the book. It's I read it like no, no, no. I read it like hour, many, many years week, ago. I said, well, I'm <laughs> never going to work that much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but he was always saying, you know, you're taking mini mini retirements throughout your life, and I I made sure of that. But okay, so on, back on the efficiency part is you can. To, to be efficient, if you say, like, in, you're thinking about, I understand where you're coming from. You're thinking more like in a work way, you know, efficiency. You, you're kind of like putting that in the category of work mm-hmm. or, of, you know, <laughs> being busy. But, but if you kind of broaden your perspective and think of efficiency as being part of a big system of consciousness, and then you have to look at the, the characteristics of the system. So what makes this, what drives the system of evolution in life? doesn't matter if you come from religion or, or whatever, um, science or anything. It's love at the end of the day. So it's, it's what drives the system is love coming back to, to thinking more about others than about yourself, um, unity consciousness, um, so that is also part of the efficiency. So, so when I look at efficiency, it is looking at all the core elements of life and you know, living like that. In other words, you have a body. You don't need to take medication. You don't even need to eat. So I experiment with fasting and things like that. I love you know, I also enjoy food and, you know, like cooking and things like that. But it's, it's, I do it sometimes for a different reason or I keep always experimenting with these things or, or pushing my limits with these things. Um, so, yeah, for example, say, so if you, say if you think about your body, then you, you, you look at it, you say, okay, what can I do with my body? What's the, you know, what's, and that's also like efficiency. So you kind of, you're breaking things down and really getting to the, to the core of it, of the quality of it and raising your awareness in that. And again, it comes with the information. How would you, the, the system of fishing is all to do with information. So what kind of information are you, are you consuming? What are you doing with this information? Are you putting this, this stuff that's not necessary? Are you leaving that, you know, out of uh, Kind of, you see what I mean? Like organizing your system, organizing your thoughts. When you you gave an example before, what was that? When you talked about the bits, was it about the bits that you talked? And you said, I don't know, was it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you were talking about it. You kind of explained it like a data system as well. I remember you talked. I can't remember. Yeah, I said said we have or in the podcast. When I when I said we have the ten million bits that are available to our nervous system every second. And our conscious yes. mind is only possible to co- uh, to process ten bits per per second. It means that um, well, there, there there are almost ten million bits that you are not processing in your conscious mm. conscious. And when you change the surrounding, mm. then you all of a sudden have well, you're focusing on something else, and therefore there are new well pieces of information that can come to your conscious mind. This is what I said. I don't know if it yeah. does help. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, okay, coming back to your thing about being on the beach. So if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you <laughs> feel like you're on the beach and you are happy, okay, you're in your bliss, 
maybe ideas would come up in your mind, you know, maybe impulses and you follow it. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Then there's a very efficient way to live. But as you said before, you know, when we started, you can't, you don't want to sit on a beach all day long having a, you know, <laughs> a cocktail. Um, so that's a different side of it. You see what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's not about being on the beach. It's about following that intuitive path. And you can do that also, you know, that can also be like part of your own efficiency model, if I can call it that. But um, it is about knowing, like, when you know what you need to do and you don't do it, that's not a very efficient way of living. But if you are aware of what you, you know, what your source or your intuition is telling you and you follow it and you follow it, and you follow it, and you follow it, and you follow it. Your life improves dramatically, you know, like, you know, drastically. And that's efficient. How, how important are relationships to you? Very important. Because... How do you bring efficiency into relationships? Well, first and foremost, the most important relationship is your relationship with source you know, with your, with your inner being. And if your relationship with, with your inner being is good, then all your other relationships are good. So again, it's kind of like kind of reverse engineering the process and thinking, okay, I take care of my relationship with my inner being. And again, that also you can bring that back to the answer to fulfillment, knowing who and what you are and uh, you are communicating on a daily basis you know with this part of yourself then automatically your relationships are are good but you can I, i use relationships as almost like a mirror i'd always talk about this thing called the mirror effect so I use relationships as a mirror and i'm like when there's a challenging moment with relationships i get so excited because i'm like okay wait i can now see where i am with this things And then I just, but when I, for dealing with it, I don't specifically have to deal with the person in my life. I go back to myself and I change myself. And then the next time I'm confronted, say, with that same person or different person, but similar situation, I see, okay, let's see if what I was doing in the background with myself, did it pay off? And many times it does. Sometimes you have to go back, try again, try again. And that's how I kind of, deal with it you said before that um well it's well one of the fundamental things are, is love mm. and that it's so much about um so not so much about yourself but about giving love mm. and then you say the most important relationship is the one with your inner being yeah so the one thing is directed inside where you say okay it's well basically you have to love your, yourself you have to be in tune with yourself yeah. but before you said it's about bringing love into the world so what do you think is it both yeah. at the same time is yeah. it about giving love or being loved I think when I talk about this relationship with my inner being, it's not so much. I think when people say, or the general thing when people say, 
love yourself. I, I don't like to say that, you know, like that exactly what you just said. It's like a cliche thing, isn't it? Where it's like you have to love is yourself. It? You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. You know, that is. Is it, is it cliche? Um, I think it's a thing that people say, but I think it's one of those things that people say that they don't always understand. And that's why I would, if I say I have a relationship with my inner being, it is understanding yourself, knowing yourself, you know, like more than loving yourself. Like loving yourself sounds like, um, I don't know, it's, I, I think it's, it's hard to kind of answer it from that perspective, but I want to give you a good answer. So, when I talk about the relationship, I talk about that consciousness, that communication with my consciousness mm-hmm. on the taking responsibility for, for myself because I know that I, I'm a part of this system. But when I talk about, as I say, it's important to come to love is when you know who and what you are. So, when, so I know I'm a little piece of consciousness in a connected to all the other pieces of consciousness which is you you're a piece of consciousness as well so hopefully (laughs) (laughs) so so because i am feeling whole within myself a worthy within myself i can express now this love to you and think about you or think about the world or how i can help but not coming from a place of of separation of a place of of inclusiveness you know of of like unity and that's why and again understanding the system so if i'm just if if you're just if i'm just going to think about myself my relationship with myself loving myself it's different but if i think in the again on the efficiency part okay how would i be best be able to serve all these other pieces of consciousness and then the bigger system as a whole. Well, of course, I need to understand what it is, what I am, for me to understand what they are. So it's almost like that's like that relationship that is is important on the inside because because people are projections, you know. People are projections. What What do you love most, except from your inner being? I love being happy. <laughs> I love being happy. Okay, I love like I always say. Okay, I love most my so- the source. I have a very intimate relationship with my creator, and I love being happy. And I love being like a child, which I think you can relate to. I love that. I love also. I love playing. I love doing silly things. Or um, I always feel like a small child, like with eyes like this, like I'm like a, like an adventurer. Like yesterday I went walking. So I go to the beach every morning um, and I have different paths. So just recently I started taking different paths and I, I found something yesterday just like in there. Um, it was a path. I didn't know where it was going. I was trying to get a shortcut back home and, um, and I just found this little path and then there was like this old rune and there was these like orange flowers and I, I just even made a video, I put on my Instagram, but I was just like, but that's what I love is just having these magical moments because I believe that I live in a magic world and I always have 
lived in a magic world and I really love the fact that I don't limit myself to what I can experience in life. That's what I love. Ex interesting experiences. And what frustrates you? What frustrates me? Okay, I have to think quickly. What frustrates me? Oh, technical things like when a computer doesn't want to work or like I can't get it right or I can't get a hold of a support team when I want to fix something <laughs> if I want to do my work. <laughs> I find it really frustrating. Yeah. Like I, I'm currently living <laughs> in a support hell. <laughs> I have multiple companies. Most of them tech-related with technical stuff, which is not working, and the support team just screwing me. So, yes, thank yeah. you for reminding me. Because now, it's a much more important question. How do you deal with it? And how do you get out of there? Because, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'll need to try that. <laughs> well, it's like, I say to myself, because I know how energy works. Now, I said to myself, well, can you do anything about this right now, Helen? Okay, if I'm really upset, I use, like if it's really something big that upsets me, I do like something called EFT tapping. So that just quickly releases emotion. Like, like um, it kind of balances your energy very quickly. So if you get upset, like it, it takes like two minutes, I do that. I can just calm down because if I'm upset, I can't think. Um, but then I just asked myself, okay, so Helen, can you do anything about this right now? No. Or if there's something, I say, okay, let's do this. We've contacted the support team. We sent the email. We set up a meeting or whatever, you know, like what it is. And then if I can't do something, I leave it. I just leave it. I go do something else. Distract myself. I was like, okay, fine. I did what I could. Done. Nothing, and I, I, I feel like these positive affirmations, I say to myself, so I said, there's nothing serious going on here. All is well. I say that to her. Nothing serious going on here. All is well. And sometimes it's just because of, I understand how energy works. As soon as you shift your energy, you don't have that resistance, phew, something happens. Like a miracle, this thing just works out. Somebody calls you, some, you know, whatever it is. The thing just goes on. Like many times my Mac, not many times, it happened once or twice when my Mac just like died. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I was once out in Spain in the middle of nowhere and my Mac just died like nothing zero there's not even like I was like okay this is bad I can't even there's not even a Mac shop like I don't even know I can't even I don't even have a car I can't even get anywhere like this is bad it's just like okay just calm down nothing serious going on here just relax okay and then when you do that just you get different solutions coming up in your mind so it's like okay just you've got your phone Wi-Fi, just check, you know, if Mac dies, what should you do? <laughs> so I literally went on my phone, I was like searching, searching for it, and it says you must, I can't even remember what it was, but you need to press this button, that button, and this button. It's just, hey, I, uh, I've been there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like, okay, let's just try this. But normally before, you know, if I, like, say, like, a long time ago when things really upset me and I couldn't get out of my spiral type thing, I would be freaking out for like days, you know. I wouldn't even think of going on my phone researching. I would accept the fact that my Mac's now dead and will never come alive again. I'm going to have to get to a shop now and all of this. 
but then, you know, like and they just press <laughs> three buttons at the same yeah. time, and all of a sudden it's working. Well, for, for our listeners, you mentioned something which they could see on the video, yes. um, but not if they are listening only to the uh, to the podcast. You were tapping, you were tapping your head at at, at certain points. Yes. If you are interested in this as a, a listener at the moment, just go to my website, and um, if you click on resource, there are um, some videos with. Uh, tapping techniques to release. Oh, you do. That's what um, you get them for free. You just have to be signed up to the newsletter and you can uh, you can view them. So one of them is an anxiety release and the other one is uh, well a general stress release. It's a six step tapping and um, well just if you're interested go there and 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 check it out. Do you use it yourself? Um, I do. Yes. You look I lost all my hair from tapping <laughs> It's so yeah. good. It's so like it's so Efficient. I mean, I got such efficient way of releasing your. Yes, your I um, one of the best, one of the best living hypnotists um, um, is Mike Mandel from from Canada, and I did my training there, and um, well, we are uh, we are friends now, and um, he is he he has been on the podcast, uh, I think maybe five episodes before you, um, and he's a big fan of these tapping techniques. Um, there's one. Um, which is super cool is um, is the triple warmer, and um, it's uh, he's calling it the the new belief install because if you if you're yeah, pressing this, like it, yeah. and if you're giving yourself uh, positive mm. affirmations, yeah. and they are much more likely to stay. Um, and uh, yeah, well, so I'm going no, to. I kind of when I put the intention, I go here. Yeah, you say, well, this is going to be an absolute fabulous podcast. I will have the yeah. best <laughs> doing it right and now. We have a very, very nice uh, conversation <laughs> and we'll stay in contact and uh, think back positively about the podcast for the rest of our life. Yay! Yay! It's so cool. <laughs> um, it's a little bit woo-woo, but um, as long as it works, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's like Eastern, like, you know. Yeah. Like How do you deal? Well, I, I, I could go on forever, um, but I, I, I promised my, my listeners to stay um, less, less than an hour. Um, so I am interested in two more things. One is, or two more questions. One is, how do you deal with loss? Loss. Yes, loss of friendship, loss of relationships, loss of loved ones, loss of maybe even fun things. I mean, you said you love to be challenged. You love to maybe you love to go surfing, and all of a sudden, let's say you are, for some reason you can't go surfing anymore. That could be a loss of something. And maybe you. I'm I'm going to add the second question because maybe you can uh, combine this. Um. Give our listeners at least one, like one insight of something that they can practice for themselves. Okay. okay. First, with loss, I I want to talk first about belief. It's it's belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. So, I. I I'm feel free because I choose. I, I know I have choice. doesn't matter. I have choice of how I want to think in life. 
So when it comes to loss, I have created this belief for myself for a long time that there is no loss or gain. So everything for me just is. So when something happens, rather than reacting, of course, sometimes I react and, you know, I have ways to, as I just told you, you know, the frustration or whatever. But I try to kind of separate myself, take myself out from these perceived negative experiences. And I, I've trained, I, I, I train myself to look differently at it because it's all perception. So... When say like, okay, so if somebody dies, for example, so I had a grandmother who died and I really loved my grandmother. But when she died, I wasn't, I was never feeling the loss because I had so many strong beliefs about everything surrounding this situation that it supported the positivity side of everything. In other words, I have I spent a lot of time with her while she was alive. I did a lot of fun things with her. I took as much, you know, like always asked her, what you what did you learn in life? You know, tell me about this or that or the other thing. So I fixed, extracted as much as I could. So I felt really good about that. I didn't feel any guilt or any regrets. And I always look at that in a positive way. And then even, you know, when she was in the hospital, towards the end, everybody was crying. Nobody could deal with it. I went there. I brushed her hair. I spent some time with her. You know, I just thought, like, like just trying to comfort her in that way. And um, so that was kind of, so the, the end process was good. And then um, <clears throat> I believe that when I see a butterfly, and this is just, it's my beliefs, you know. It's my things I've created. I believe when I see a butterfly, it's my grandmother. So every time I see a butterfly, I'm like, oh, that's grandmother. And also because I have beliefs that, um, you know, we can't, you can't really die. You just become part of the system again. You know, it's all the big thing. So I don't think she's gone. She's just somewhere else, just not in this form here right now. So, so, there's, like, so I can go on, you know. So I, I take losses as another negative, perceived negative thing, but I take that perceived negative thing and I choose to perceive it in a positive way. And then it's good. Or you can loss of something else. Do you want to give me like another difficult example? Maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, because you were talking about something um, very very personal and everybody who's alive will be dead one day mm. and everybody who's alive right now knows somebody else who's alive right now and they will be gone so you refer to something which is very present in all of our lives if we constantly think about it or not mm. and um, that putting it into a bigger perspective the way that you did and reframing it is something um, which can be, well, a gift to our listeners. And this is why I don't want to add anything else. Just let it sit, sit like this 
And if you want to find more out about um, well, your philosophy, you, you as a listener can contact you, Helen, <laughs> at you and me. No, no, no. You, you. You, you, me, and happiness. You, me, and happiness. <laughs> you, me, yeah, yeah. I know that. And you, me, and happiness. Yes. Um, I will link it uh, in the show notes as well. Yes. And, um, well, maybe we meet again or talk about yeah. something else. Um, I, I definitely hope that we stay conscious, conscious, our yeah. consciousnesses. How do you say the plural of consciousness? Yeah. The consciousnesses? <laughs> oh, the plural of consciousness. Um, yeah. <laughs> our it's a bit funny word, yeah. Our consciousnesses. <laughs> yeah. It sounds funny. Well, as long as they stay connected. <laughs> Helen, thank you. Um, thank you very much. Um, good luck with your surfing skills. And I stopped um, surfing. Just put that note out there. I like I tried it, I didn't enjoy it. Ah, you have to know that is maybe one last refrain <laughs> Helen went to Portugal to learn surfing and this is all she said I went to Portugal to learn surfing now I say good luck with your surfing skills oh, I didn't like it I didn't enjoy it and she stayed in Portugal for two years and she <laughs> liked being locked down so that is an amazing way of uh, reframing the world you live in yeah. Helen thank you for that Oh, thank Take you care. so much. It was so lovely. Yeah. All the best. Bye. Thank you.